Welcome to Leadership Network's Future Church Podcast, a podcast with groundbreaking ideas curated just for you. With the need for the gospel in our generation, we must not look for a silver bullet approach. We believe there are many expressions of the local church. Learn how today's thought leaders are navigating the future of the church, 21st century solutions to 21st century challenges. We help leaders get the clarity needed to move from good ideas and intentions to results and impact. For more information about Leadership Network's resources, to help you pursue healthy growth and 100x impact, visit leadnet.org. Welcome to the Future Church Initiative Podcast, sponsored by Leadership Network. I'm your host, Hal Mayer, and today I'm talking with Myron Pierce about the initiative he introduced to us at our Shark Tank in uh, Nashville called Shift Omaha. How's life, Myron? Life is full. It yeah. is full. That's one way of putting it, man. But no complaints or qualm, qualms on my end, How? <laughs> well, that's good. That's a good place to be. Well, give us a 30,000-foot view of Shift Omaha. I'm going to dive in with some questions. Give people an idea of what it's about and what it's doing. Well, um, I, I pastor in, uh, in inner city Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm also an entrepreneur myself. And one thing how it is overwhelmingly true that is that there's this cycle in inner cities of poverty, yeah. crime, injustice, systems and structures designed to, um, at the end of the day, regurgitate um, that, that paradigm of, of, of brokenness, right? And for us, we say that the gospel is central to everything that I just said. And yet, if that's the problem that most people are having in communities like mine, one of the fastest, most missional ways uh, to do justice, make disciples and multiply this thing is to launch initiatives like ours, which which is an entrepreneurial incubator. And so our whole goal there, if that's the problem in our community, is to come alongside people for 16 weeks plus to see people shift into an entrepreneurial mindset. And so if we can get people to shift into an entrepreneurial mindset, then we can get them to, to be what we what we would call as our mantra on the pond. Right. You, you've heard people say, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, teach him how to fish, you feed him for a life. Um, but we'd say, man, that's incomplete. Actually, act, we actually have to show them how to own the pond. This whole idea of ownership, creating legacy yeah. and opportunity in our communities and doing it under the banner of unity. Right. And so that's what our incubator shift Omaha seeks to do. Uh, obviously, we have a, a, a larger kind of vision in terms of building an ecosystem. But for us, the incubator is just the starting place. That's cool. So you're a cereal entrepreneur yourself, right? Yeah, I eat a lot of cereal. <laughs> How many businesses have you started? <laughs> um, so that's a great question. I was looking back. And um, I lost count. Have you? Yeah. Because so when you're teaching these guys about an entrepreneurial, mi- entrepreneurial mindset, it's something you've lived. It's something I live. I've had more no's than I know what to do with. I've had more. I've done had more, you know, made more mistakes than, than I know what to do with. And I have failed miserably, um, overwhelmingly when it comes to entrepreneurship. I mean, I've, I've, I've literally how I've literally, you know, went through the strategic planning process of and research and the 
development, all these things, only to launch a company and watch it crash on the same night. Oh, my. On the same but <laughs> Are you familiar with Carol Dweck's book, Mindset? No, but yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because our whole incubator is the curriculum is all mindset based. You, you've got to read this because she would say what you have is a growth mindset. Failure doesn't define you. It's something you learn from. Yeah. She said those that have a fixed mind, um, if they do something and it fails, they stop because they don't want to be known as a failure. You do something that fails, you go. I'm familiar with that book. Yeah. Familiar with that book. And what she says there in the growth mindset between fixed and growth, on the fixed side, someone in my same predicament could say, oh, man, I'm not, I can't do this. And what we teach people in Shift Omaha is what you're dealing with is an inter-locus of control or an outer locus of control, right? It's like the motivation and the wherewithal or the grit has to happen inside of us instead of outside of us. Right, in, right. In the motivation and et cetera. Yeah, we, we have a, a group, a networking group, and our coordinator um, for the month actually you know, assigned us the book to read and, and then he kind of facilitated it, but it, it gives us like a, a really big picture of what we're dealing with. Yes. Communities like all. Well, the other thing I noticed with it uh, is it's a great parenting and grandparenting book because rather than praising someone's uh, giftedness or abilities, you praise their effort. And yeah. so what happens is when you're praising effort, they're willing to learn from mistakes. If it's their giftedness on the, I mean, she was a very uh, fixed mindset person. She said when she was in like sixth grade, I think she won a spelling contest for her whole school. And they asked, said, you would like to go on to the county? And she said, no. She said, I'd rather be known as the, the winner for my school than the loser in the county. Wow. And so what you're changing is that whole mindset. That is really cool. Why don't you, uh, can you give me some uh, idea of how many businesses, how many cohorts have you run? And tell me yeah. about some businesses that started. So I think we our first cohort was in 2019, I believe, 2022. So 2021. Yeah, yeah. I, I lose count as far as the years. I think it's I think it's been about like four years, three and a half. Okay. Around. And our last count officially. Now, before we launched our incubator, we were already, I was personally already coaching, you know, <clears> doing things like that. Um, so, so that's in the, I don't know, dozens of dozens, right. But our incubator, we're up to about 40 now. Um, we're uh, uh, graduated entrepreneurs have gone on to, to start their, their companies. Well, you, I mean, you even wrote a book that pushed me to write another book. Uh, your book on what's the name of your book for that? Cause I bought it, but I can't remember the name. Of it. Oh, side hustle pastor. Yeah. And you have a book in you or something like that. Oh, all the book. Yeah. You have a book in you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Helping, helping people uh, navigate how to, how to launch a book. I, I really do believe every person has a book in them. And, and speaking of that, that that's, that's really become another avenue for inner city entrepreneurs. You know, they yeah. have a lot of pain in a story, um, but they can, they can actually turn that into revenue. Yes. Know? Yes. So yeah. tell me about a huge success story or two. I have to brag on two guys who I'm personally discipling. 
Um, oh, neat. Our shift, uh, our shift Omaha. And one of the first ones, um, his name's Charles. And Charles' mother was murdered uh, when he was just three years old. Grew up in the hood. Gangbanger. Shootouts every week. Right? And he gives his life to Jesus. And uh, we bump into each other. Right? Um, but while we're bumping into each other, he was still in the streets, right? He kind of said the prayer. Let's put it like that. He said the prayer. And yeah. then he got serious yeah. about Jesus and, and being disciple. And uh, one thing led to another. Uh, he, he, we were meeting one day and he said, man, I really want to I really want to be an entrepreneur like you. All right. And that's why I believe in our model, because they need to see what we call social models, people who look like them, dress like them. Yep. Um, yep. And and I said, well, if you if you want. If you really want to be an entrepreneur, I double dog dare you to quit your job. I double dog dare you to fire your boss today. And he kind of froze, looked at, looked at me and didn't say anything. And he's like kind of shaking his head like this. And he says, I, I don't know that I can do that right now. And I said, well, okay, well, this meeting is done. I talked to him. I didn't talk to him for a whole year. I was like, oh, whoa. I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time, bro. If you're not going to be serious, I can't waste my time. I love you, but I got to leave. you. And so we didn't talk for a year. He went he went back to his job, stayed there for a whole year. And it was the very thing that he needed. He needed to understand how that company's systems worked. He needed to understand culture. He needed to understand sales. And he needed to understand and feel the weight of somebody who would have did anything possible um, for him. But yet wasn't going to speed for, um, you know, spoon feeding. And so after he came yeah. back, we got serious. You know, we started meeting again, started doing life. He went through our shift Omaha, um, you know, cohort. And today he now has his own cleaning company. Um, he works for himself. Uh, I mean, it is beautiful what he's doing. We co-founded a, a community together called Own the Pond which is a part of our, our entrepreneurial ecosystem. We have a brand, a clothing brand, and uh, we, we've also launched a, a, a business summit in the hood um, this, this coming August. And so he's um, just shining, man. He's shining, and I'm so proud of him. That is so cool. How about the other guy? Yeah, so let me give you a, a female. Um, this, this young lady... Uh, you know, grew up on the other side of the tracks um, in our in our neighborhood, like in our community, you have what you call uptown or you have the bottoms and everybody on the bottoms are usually bloods and everybody on uptown are usually crips. So she grew up on that side of town, um, you know, on the bottoms and, uh, just, you know, single parent. Um, I mean, having baby, I mean, you name it, she done been through it. Yeah. But this young lady, interesting enough, she always had a knack for learning. So although she she um, grew up in that environment, uh, she still managed to graduate from high school, go to college, get a master's. Um, but she couldn't quite connect her education with business. OK, they didn't teach her that in college. Right. Yeah. Nor did she have any social models or encouragement to really help her move the ball forward. And so she went through her name's Johnny May. She went through our our incubator and. Uh, 
two things that's beautiful about this story is she was able to start her own uh, in-home health care, um, you know, service for for older um, individuals. And uh, secondly, she's now the executive director of Shift Omaha. Wow. <laughs> Our incubator. That's so good. Yeah, man. So it's just beautiful to to see um, people who they just needed a shift in the way that they thought, right, about about themselves. And sure. About their well, let me ask you this. Uh, dive into it a little bit. I know your story, but you have a way to speak into people in that community. You said you are one. Tell us a little bit of your story that gives you street cred. Well, frankly, man, um, I was born. I was born here, right here in North Omaha. My mom was on really? crack cocaine. Okay. My dad was on heroin. Right, Omaha, Nebraska was the number one deadliest place for an African American to live. We we've kind of jumped up, jumped you know from number one down down the roster. But growing up in this community, man, you you find yourself in gangs. It's, you know that's what happened to me. Drugs. Prison at the age of 16, prison at the age of 18, right? And for eight years, gave my life to the system. And for another 10 years, I was on parole. But 20 years ago, in spite of all that, getting arrested, rearrested for second, my second major offenses, um, God got a hold of my life. I was in the jail cell and I just said, God, man, I'm destroying my life. But if you change me, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And that began my journey with walking with Jesus. Right. And so being in the penitentiary for those eight years was really the wilderness that I needed to find out who I was in Christ and God's call for my um, for my life in my community and communities like mine around around the nation. So when you're talking to guys, uh, I've been where you've been. I know what you know. I'm telling you, you don't have to live there. That's much more powerful than somebody that me that grew up somebody like me that grew up in the burbs and say, just try harder. Let me tell you, let me tell you why, like why that's true. When I stand before them and they say, man, that's all I know. I done did this. And then when I, when I respond by, yeah, yeah, me too. So what happens is, is I automatically shatter every justification they have for not moving forward. Yes. That's the power of what Jesus would tell his disciples, finding those people of peace, right? Finding those who look like them. That's why a lot of mission organizations, nonprofits, even businesses don't who are who are outside of our community don't really make the jump towards great, riveting, scalable influence and impact because they right. they, they didn't really find the people of peace. They wanted to right. be the peace. Oh that's that's exactly right. If you're like most leaders, no one ever actually taught you how to lead a church. Even if you ace seminary, there are so many unanswered questions and problems that no one equipped you for. It's time to take the mystery out of leading your church forward. The Art of Leadership Academy is an online learning community created by Carrie Newhoff. Inside, you'll find a host of premium on-demand courses and the strategies and insights you need to lead and grow your church. Plus, the Art of Leadership Academy offers community hosted by qualified experts and peer-to-peer learning. And you'll get live monthly coaching and done-for-you staff training, all for $397 a year. That's it. No catch. Think of it as the best investment in leadership development you'll make all year. 
Go to theartofleadershipacademy.com to sign up. That's theartofleadershipacademy.com to learn more and to get instant access. What are you dreaming of? I mean, is Omaha your place to take over? You got further dreams? What do you think? Yeah, in the largest scheme of things, I'm, I'm a church planter at heart. My number one um, ambition and, and drive is to see um, every inner city saturated with diverse Hopefield churches. And this entrepreneurial ecosystem or strategy or, um, or, or cohort, whatever you want to call it, becomes a way yeah. that our tentacles can get into the 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 fabric of of communities like this so we envision um you know that's what we envision every inner city right and so more than likely you can get into an inner city by launching an incubator and so that's why i want to see an incubator in every inner city any other cities taking up on that yet we have we have three conversations going right now um one Kansas City, Tampa, and uh, St. Louis. So what I did, how is I said, okay, um, if this is going to happen, I have to decentralize um, myself and create a course for leaders who say I want to start an incubator in an inner city. So what I did, how is I yeah. went ahead and created the course, um, created the video course, dumbed it down, made it super simple, and uh, now it's available for any leader in America that says, I want to start a shift um, in my inner city. Where do they find that? They can go to myronpierce.courses. The title of it is how to start a, uh, an inner city incubator. Pierce is P-I-E-R-C-E, right? Yep. I'm just getting it right for M-Y-R-O-N-P-I-E-R-C-E dot courses. Dot courses. And that'll get you there. Oh, that that's, that's killer. I love the way you decentralize this stuff because if you own it, you'll be the lid. You'll be the bottleneck. Right. If you decentralize it, you'll have some guys take you up on it. Yeah. That is killer. So my guess is you're probably working or talking to Urban D anyway, right? Yeah. That's one of the conversations we're, we're having about getting a shift Tampa. That's cool. What are current just challenge you guys are facing? What's some of the big rocks you're trying to move? Well, um, one is, one is overt, and uh, I say that because when you're in communities like mine, there's this undercurrent of jealousy between um, one another, uh-huh. a lot of hating, um, and, and it's ingrained into the, into the culture, um, and not entirely our fault. Um, but over over the course of a few hundred years, um, when you when you have that type of um, oppression and trauma ingrained in you from the inception of our country, then you you, you teach that to your kids, right? And so yeah. we have a generation who can't celebrate one another because their success somehow is a detriment to my own. Right. So that's that's one big one. Um, and that's going to take a long time. But I think the more synergy we can create by, you know, facilitating these type of cohorts and other things, then we can we can we can we can change it. So you got a book coming out about 
<clears throat> shift to Omaha or the whole process, you got to have one of those. Yeah, I am coming out with a book for for entrepreneurs. I just announced it yesterday. Um, oh, yeah, I'm calling it Upsets, How Ordinary Entrepreneurs Can Win Big. Well, I love it. Great yeah. title. Yeah. So down the line, I think we'll also publish a book, you know, just about stories of people that, that, have, that are part of our tribe and what God is doing through them. Well, let me take a sidestep here. Tell me about your family a little bit. Yeah. I know so you're married. I'm married, been married for 13 years this past May. I have five kids. One is 24. Her name's Emilian. And then the four by my wife is Jericho. He's 11. Judah is 10. Jace is eight. Presley, my daughter, is five. And uh, my wife, after 10 years, just went back to work. Um, she studied oh, her nursing yeah, degree. Baby. And so it's a full season right now. I bet. So a uh, little personal question here. Um, you met this gal, you fall in love, you want to marry her. How was it talking to her dad? <laughs> well, her dad and mom, it was interesting because um, my wife is white. So it was interesting. Okay. And uh, you add to the mix that she's bringing home a guy who just got out of prison. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any parent, black or white. That would... <laughs> you got a daughter now. Watch out. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it was interesting. We navigated it. Uh, They're definitely a bit concerned um, and, and just needed time. <laughs> I understand that. I got a daughter and yeah. I had a gauntlet set up for anybody could marry her. I, I told her my dad was my job was to scare him off. And if they could be scared off, they didn't earn her anyway. So, so what are some big learnings you've caught as you started shift? Anything great is going to take a long time. And so right. I, I, I need to have, I need to have a, a, a long term, um, you know, type of vision. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You know, yeah. uh, in, in chapter one of my book, uh, upsets, I talk about um, futuring possibilities. And when I was in prison, right. um, I read a, a book by Miles Monroe, The Purpose and Power of Vision. And this was 20 years ago. And that book walked me through a 20 year plan. And wow. the, point, the point I'm making in the first chapter with entrepreneurs is, is, is your, are you thinking, Thinking about your business 20 years out, because if you're not, you're already failing. And so uh, I kind of walk them through the steps of, of creating a futuring, a journey um, that could really help them uh, with, with a true upset. And I like that word upset, man, because, you know, right now, Golden State in Boston and uh, is they're in the you know finals and and I uh, didn't look like Golden State was going to pull it off, but. You know, they managed to pull up, pull off an upset. Yeah, and I, and Steph I, said, everybody get on my back. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I so what I'm learning is, is any any great upset takes a while. And I need to be able to have a long term um, type of approach to what we're doing here in the inner city. Which has got to be a different mindset as well. Yes. 
All right, man. Anything I haven't asked you that I should have that you want to tell our listeners? I think if there are leaders who are, you know, considering incubators, um, I think this can can work in, in inside and outside in urban context. You know, everybody's creating a program, but not everybody's creating an ecosystem. And I think the the key to to building great ecosystems is one step at a time. You 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 do something, you fix it, you you break it, you fix it, you break it, you fix it until until you 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 know satisfy with where you're at. Not everybody's doing missional incubators. So if people want to learn more about you, what kind of a website should they go to? Yeah, they can just go to myrepierce.com. All right. And you can probably find every link to everything you got there, right? Yep. Very good. Well, thank you today, Myron, for talking with us. Uh, great discussion and God's best to you as you continue to run forward. All right. I appreciate you, Hal. Thanks, man. <laughs>